This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, sharing the hyperlocal and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. This episode is about the Refugee Orientation Centre Trust, which was opened in Kirikiriroa in 2005 by former refugees for former refugees. I am talking today about it with Sandhya. Good afternoon, Sandhya. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Now, would you like to um, give an introduction to yourself and your background and how you became involved with ROC? Um, my name is Sandhya Rajapaksha. I'm, I'm originally from Sri Lanka. And I'm a chartered accountant, and I'm, I'm the accountant of Refugee Orientation Centre Trust. Initially, I joined as a finance assistant and then they promoted me as an accountant. And I have been working here now nearly four and a half years. So what does the ROC do? What services does it provide? Refugee Orientation Centre Trust is helping refugees and disadvantaged migrants to integrate to New Zealand society faster and better integration. Basically, what we have is we have a number of programs designed by a refugee, former refugee, to help refugees so they know exactly what refugee want when they came from a camp or some other country. So therefore, to faster and better integration, they have designed, well-designed projects for the refugees. We have nearly 14 programs. After school program, that is study support center, catch-up program for senior students, holiday program, driving courses, and youth camp, and football clubs, um, computer classes. There are many courses available here. Most of them are free, other than the practical driving helping refugees to integrate to their New Zealand society. We want them to thrive in New Zealand, not just survive. Now, you were talking that you are the accountant, but something tells me that you would be wearing many more hats than that. You'd be involved, everybody would be involved in so many things at ROC. Yes, definitely. Um, Rock Trust is like a family. If you come during the lunchtime, you will have lunch with us as well. It's like a family. All together, we don't have boundaries. We all together work as a family. Whatever time we have some opportunities to help refugees, we help them. Any stakeholders, when they come to Rock Trust, they warmly welcome 
and they feel like family. We have number of interns, number of volunteers helping us. Nearly 90 volunteers helping us per year. It's around 9,000 to 10,000 hours. Without them, we can't run this much successfully projects. We help interns to uh, complete their placement in our organization, Waikato University and Vintech. They have many students coming here for the placement. So all together, Rock family is working as a family, not considering about particular job. For an example, accountant is not working only for the accounting job because we all together trying to achieve our main objective of the organization, strengthening the community, empowering the community, refugee and migrants community. How do you actually get the, I mean, you're on the money side of things, so you'll understand this a bit. How do, uh, you know, there's such a vast range of services and community involvement that Rock provides. Um, how do you get the money together for that? And it must be a lot of money that you guys are, um, are having to, to manage and to ration around um, your different initiatives. Most of our programs has multi-year grant or single-year grant. So what most of our funders are government organizations like Ministry of Education, Ministry of Social Development, and um, Internal Affairs. Based on our project, we apply for funding, and then we get the funding. We deliver them to achieve our objectives of the funding and compliance with the funding. Um, requirement and then we get continuous funding from those uh, funders and we run with the volunteer support without volunteer support we can't run this much successfully I need to emphasize on that um, yeah how, how many volunteers do you make use of and what sort of backgrounds do they come from um, for an example we have our five days study support center at St. Paul's. St. Paul's has given us very good venue for our refugee children. So our teachers, teaching assistants, transport officers, because we drop and pick children from their school and then to home as well. Because these former refugee families, especially new families, they don't have transport facility. So therefore, we pick them from the school and drop them to the center. Once they finish the study support center, we drop them to home as well. So this school, St. Paul School, they have volunteers. So they are supporting directly to the our um, study support center. In addition to that, from Cambridge, St. Peter's students also coming to our study support center two days, and then they support as well. Other than that, our catch-up programs and all the other programs, especially for the holiday program, some of the volunteers are coming from Wellington, Auckland, and some other places as well. Because we have run in this program for nearly 17 years, 
So that is uh, these are very popular programs and um, administration, computer courses, and accounting support. All these support, even football um, tournament. All these programs, we have enough volunteers, including the youth camp. So they are in different background, but they can. They are open to help us anything, especially teaching background. Uh, volunteers are going to our after school or the study support centers, but the other volunteers are coming and helping us any task that we are giving them. But we make sure to help them find their feet as well. Most of our volunteers are international students, and they also trying to find their pathway to employment. So we help them, training them, zero system and budgeting and all the other accounting-related work, HR-related work, IT-related work, for them to find their feet as well. So I suppose for a former refugee coming into New Zealand, um, the economic situation would be a big part of the challenge. Uh, getting education, getting into work and being able to uh, make their future path. Um, and it sounds like Rock just has such a vast range of facilities that it provides to uh, people of uh, all different ages. Um, so you must have a lot of um, a lot of volunteers involved um, to cater for the large amount of uh, former refugees. Yes, you're right. So we have large range of programs. So therefore, with limited number of paid staff members, we can't run very well successfully. So some of the classes, we need one-to-one -one volunteers. For an example, computer class, we need one-to-one -one volunteers for them to teach computer. And other courses as well in the after-school or study support center or catch-up, we need one-to-one -one volunteers because they have big knowledge gap. We assess them, we try to achieve their academic goals or the professional goals. So therefore, this volunteering is a really good help for Refugee Orientation Center to run the program and the funders. So funders understand how well we are running our programs. So therefore, um, we are getting continuous funding from them to run the program very effectively. What situation do refugees find themselves in when they arrive in New Zealand? Um, do they have much choice over where in the country they end up? And um, if so, yeah, what sort of um, challenges do they face? Do they have any support um, with our organisations like Rock? Initial stage, Settlement Centre has the orientation and uh, from the Mangare Centre, they are directly uh, coming to different, different places and um, earlier Red Cross, now Settlement Centre, they are doing the settlement process for 6 to 12 months, I think, yes. After that, or before that even, they introduce us. During the orientation session, they invite a lot of facilitators or the 
sector team to come and do the orientation, introducing our organization and tell them what we are delivering for them. So that is the first time we meet them and they get, they get our contact details and then they come and register. Other than those organizations, Settlement Center, earlier Red Cross, they uh, have volunteers initially help them to integrate to New Zealand society because as soon as they come to the country, they need to have housing, furniture, and all sort of things. So they are helping for that. And in addition to that, not only Rock Trust, all the other organizations who help for refugees, they do the presentation at the orientation, and then we get connected to the former refugees and help them. When refugees arrive in Aotearoa, New Zealand, um, are they sort of overwhelmed by the challenges um, that are happening or uh, are the likes of the settlement centre able to uh, get them get them in a comfortable situation and then they move on to working with organisations like ROC and any other organisations that work with refugees to sort of upskill um, in, the, in the economy? I think they are doing a really great job. Um, I really uh, do not have much experience what kind of range of work they are doing. So therefore, I'm sure that you will be able to talk to them and get more details. But according to my knowledge, I'm sure that they are giving really good work and then they are introducing the other sector team to get the more, uh, you know, the programs and other facilities. So they connected with the other organization. Other than that, they do all the settlement process in share. What other stuff are you yourself involved in, Sanja, um, other than um, accounting? Um, I've had a look on the Rock Facebook page and um, yeah, you're often um, interacting directly with uh, refugees and attending events. Um, but what sort of other things um, do you do there? Actually, I'm the coordinator for the um, interns. So I'm trying my level best to give the best training for interns as well. Very recently, I'm an accountant. Very recently, we um, got uh, um, interns from Messi University. She's a master degree hold, uh, reading for master degree for uh, social science or um, social worker studies. So you can um, think that, like, accountant, how can I be the supervisor for the social work student at master level? But with the understanding and support of the external social worker, he completed his internship very successfully. And then uh, we managed to recruit him as our program development manager as well. Um, so I'm giving my best support for our volunteers and the interns for them to get knowledge, training, and for them to have a pathway for employment as well. The interns uh, wouldn't necessarily be former refugees themselves, but they are people who have the skills and are able to help uh, in the way uh, Rock works. and at little to no cost for ROC? 
Yes, um, we don't get normally former refugees into internship. Very rarely one might. You know, I might not have any experience like that even because all of our interns are either from, um, you know, they are students from inter- international students, 90% of them. Some are Kiwi. Most of them are international students. So they are studying for either mainly accounting, IT, marketing, HR. So they are not refugees, but they are international students mainly. So when international students come to New Zealand, they are facing a really big problem. I can share with you five and a half years ago when I came to New Zealand, I'm a chartered accountant from my country, but I couldn't find even a volunteer job. I found that my first job was as a, a gardener in, during the winter. You can see in our countries, we don't have winter. So having a gardener during the winter is so difficult task for me. But I did it. I faced for that. And I know how hard it is for our international students when they have so much of qualification in their country, but it is so difficult for them to find a job because most of the employer want um, New Zealand experience. Without giving them chance for work, how can we get the experience for international students? So that made me to think, give my best support for these volunteers and interns to find their way, pathway to employment, and get their experience, how New Zealand organizations work, and how we can provide them the best training which we can. As a team in Rock, we are doing, Changes is my director, Rose is administration manager, and Eli is the um, program development manager. We all together, as a team, we work to help these interns and volunteers while they are giving some return for us. It is a return on investment, actually, to get the best training for them. International students would be able to understand particularly well the situation of refugees then entering uh, such a different work environment and it's great that you can enable the uh, international students to upskill as well as for the uh, former refugees too. Yes, it is winning, you know, like mutually, we both get benefits. Rock get benefits from the skill set. They have skill inventories. They carry these skill inventories and then we use that skill inventory and sharpen them, shape them to match with the New Zealand market. What sort of um, jobs and trades have you seen um, refugees passing through the um, uh, Refugee Orientation Centre Trust? Um, What have they sort of um, achieved and where have they gone to, Uh, the refugees in this case? We have done a research recently. Refugees have main barriers because of the language barrier, cultural barriers, social and cultural barriers, economical barriers. 
there are many barriers they have to find their job, first job or the second job or jobs. During the research which we have done recently, identified um, actually they have problem of this language. Other than that, they don't have anyone at home to keep the children. So they are not. They like to work, but because of the language barrier, they are not in a position to find a job. Or employers might not be able to willing to get give them the job. I'm not sure what is the reason, but they are not getting jobs. So our idea is empowering them, enable enabling them computer driving license and things like that for them to. um feel like they achieve something them they we want them to confidence by themselves and find the jobs so driving theory course is very famous in hamilton rock driving theory course recently changesi my director asked uh, from someone what do you feel when you pass the driving test and then get the license so he said that i feel equal because when i was driving there's a kiwi lady driving the other lane and we all are according to the road codes we are running the same different vehicles but we i feel like equal so we are trying to make them feel them equal and feel them belonging to this land we have a lovely a uh, community garden 2022 our theme of the year for rock is belonging to the land why we have indicated that theme was we understood even though they get license they get small job still they don't feel belonging to this land so we try to inculcate that into their mind as well giving them plots of land at our community garden and all of them are growing vegetable while growing them together i guess that points to mental health being a very significant part of the uh refugee journey um which uh rock helps to facilitate definitely it is healing you know 2023 our theme is healing community because according to our um, community development officers and our director and our whole team we decided healing should be the first word for uh, 2023 because most of these refugees came from different countries having number of problems So first we need to heal them before we give them the programs. So therefore 2023 our theme of the year is healing community. Actually uh, more than the counting job I'm really enjoying this job because I can see that we can give some healing to this communities while we are delivering these uh, programs and helping them.
Beautiful. Well, I really admire what you're doing, Sanja, and also um, all of the team at um, Rock and all of the uh, volunteers as well. It's an incredibly important service that you're providing, and uh, thank you very, very much for coming on WTS. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. WTS Waikato aims to share the hyperlocal, controversial and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. If you have any stories you think are worth sharing, email me, technician at freefm.org.nz and we can try plan something out. You can also get in touch with me via the WTS Waikato Facebook page. I look forward to hearing from you. Mā te wā. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.